Hey, it's your favorite podcast. Back again with Will and Spaz. Confidence. It's all within you. Aliens one and all, welcome, welcome, welcome back to Godfidence. It's season three. I'm your host, Matthew Williams, William Spurs. I hope you're doing well as I am, and I hope you are as excited as I am. The season's title is, Why Do We Need Godfidence? And the answer for this week is for creativity. And this is episode one. We have a guest on this week. To discuss this topic with me, he lives creativity. So stay tuned to hear what he has to say. And we begin with pep talk. Let's go right into the topic. So let me share with you a thing or two that I have learned right before we go into the interview. David, in the Bible, he was one of the most influential literature writers that we have in the Bible. He produced psalms, which consists of poems and songs. And he was given from a place of where his position was in life or what his heart was feeling. So he poured from himself. And I realized David had this Godfidence, a full confidence in God that is incomparable to many and is something that we should model. He had this level of dependency upon him. And he said in Psalm 25, verse 1, O Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced, nor let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced, but disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. And so David knew where he stood. He he understood that being dependent upon God will never bring disgrace. And as creatives, that's what we need to hold on to, to know that we're being dependent upon God and we trust God and that he surely would not bring us to shame so we can take the risk and do whatever God has called us to do. So if we look at it, it is that our identity, where we find ourselves in God and where we acknowledge ourselves in God, that's when, that's what drives our confidence. Our identity drives our confidence. Our identity in God drives our confidence. And I'm telling you, in the interview to come, many of us will be able to relate to what Victor's story was about and relate to our discussion on creativity. It was a blessing to me, so it will be a blessing to you. Today we have with us singer, worship leader, songwriter, writer at Christian Today, YouTuber, fellow podcaster, and just a brilliant creative. Mr. Victor Brown, welcome, sir. How are you? Bless up, bro. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great myself. Not bad at all, thank God. Nice, nice, nice. So we're going to discuss some of the things that you do. All that you do is based on creativity, where you yeah. pour from 
within pour from what god has blessed you with if it's words if it's songs yeah. i yeah. see that i was just i just had to fill out a survey the other day and they were weighing between is that we can learn to be creative or it's just something that we're born with and if i think about it maybe it's both that we're born I, with it and we I, also can learn that mixture of both it's i think it's definitely a mixture of both and i think that question is reminiscent of this age-old question of leaders are leaders yes. born or are yeah. leaders made or trained and, and i mean it's the same thing for me it requires both because I think you have to have in you inherently some creative spark. Yeah. And I don't think every single person has that. That's true. I, I just genuinely don't think that. Because some people, Yeah, go ahead. I think there's some people like, they just can't help. Some people are really yeah. tone deaf. Like, they're tone yeah. deaf. You can't tell them to sing. Some people just don't have it. And I don't say it. They're maybe mathematicians or accountants, yeah. but they're just not creative. Um, but then outside of having the spark, the creative spark, you have to be trainable, you have to be teachable. Yes, Every good creative is teachable. So a big part of your growth is going to really be contributing to not your natural born raw talent, but what you learn along your journey. And that discipline. So yeah, I think it's both. Yeah, definitely. So how much more was it after a while, how much more is it now that you, you recognize the importance of confidence to creativity? Man, I feel like this godfidence and creativity and obedience circle, I feel like yeah. it's, it's wheels, like an endless cycle. Because you're obedient to God, you gain godfidence. You gain godfidence, you get more creative. You get more creative, you have to obey again. Is that God grabbed level of obedience? Starts over again. Because, like, after I got the keyboard and I started practicing, God was like, yo, remember that video series I've been talking to you about mm. for a number of years? Yeah, no, oh. you're going to do it. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> What do you mean? I don't have a camera. I don't have nothing to do this. God is like, yo, you're going to start. And the Lord provided the team and the support and the equipment to start. It wasn't everything we may have dreamt of that Sony yes. would have used in their studios, but I'm, <laughs> the fact is it was what we need to start. Right? And so every time you, you're, you're obedient to God, your creativity goes up, your, your, your confidence peaks, God is not going to throw at you a bigger time. If you if you got if your level one confidence is there, trust and believe a level two challenge is coming. Because God is like, yes. yo, you, you master that now, so let's step up, come up higher. You know, and so the challenges and the requests that he made of us are going to be more and more and higher and higher because he always wants us to grow in confidence. And the only way to grow is as I said before, he challenges and feel yes. uncomfortable. So if if God realizes you master level one time, he's not gonna keep you there. He's going to throw level two, three, four, five at you to, to step you up, to increase it, to pull you higher. Um, so yeah, I'm realizing so much more even now. The more I, the more confident I get, or confident I get in terms of certain aspects of my identity and in certain aspects of God, is the more I realize, oh my God, I need to be more confident. You know, because, and, and like people, as I said, people close to me will tell you that, yo, I, I'll do something waveringly, like, like with shaky faith, Yes. It's done and then like the rave reviews and we're like, oh my God, we did it and God is amazing and people are blessed and God is pleased, the most importantly. And then like the next project, I'm like, yo, I don't feel like I can do it. And that was a big project. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, what do you mean? But what? It's a different level. It's on a higher level. And, and so again, I have to be like, God, I need greater trust and greater faith in you. And it's always a journey, you know? I don't feel like anybody fully exhausts 
that yes. 100%, you know, it's always a journey. And so, we just have to keep pursuing it. Because even when you're speaking, I was reminded of how Peter would have gotten that nice uh, confidence to step onto the water. <laughs> and walk, the only man to walk on water. And we're always yep. bashing for being the one who sang yep. and so got But he was the only one who did. So he's that the is. only man who walks on water. But that next step for him to overcome that, ignoring the winds, ignoring everything of that sort, he, he would have needed more faith. So I just yeah. believe that God friends, it can start as small as a mustard seed, but yeah. that measure increases over and over. Definitely, definitely, yeah, 100%. I agree with you. I like that. I like that circle that you put with that confidence. First obedience, then confidence, then the creative yeah, man. increases, then back to obedience that. again. Back to obedience. This is the next segment of Godfidence, called Past Giving, where we will hear real and personal stories told by William Sparrows or for occasional guests. So just tell me how how did all of this start for you? Um, alright, so that's a tricky question to answer, but I'm gonna try and do my best. So all of this, quote unquote, started when I was five years old. Oh, um, yeah, I was five years old when I gave my life to the Lord, and I was water baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, glory! Uh, at seven years old, um, a pastor's kid. So both my parents are pastors, and you know, I had to face the the challenges of being a pastor's kid, working out my own salvation. Uh. That's the life. Uh, it's not easy at all. I think I think people. I don't think people can understand unless you're in that position. I feel a pastor. Uh, yep. I'm, a, I'm a pastor's kid too, and bro. Listen, listen. I don't think people get it. It's not simple at all. It is very complicated. It's a whole different ballgame. Trust me, trust me. And so, like from that time, at about seven, about well, five, five to seven, you know, I, I began to, I realized that there was some sort of creativity. I uh, began to have an interest yeah. in music. Began by playing the drums at church. Um, saw the drummer playing the drums, and then one day I just sat around the drums after church and started playing the drums. The Lord taught me to play the drums. Awesome. I remember my mom was shocked and my dad was shocked. And I was like, "Oh, who teaches Victor to play drums?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> God, God just taught me." So I started playing the drums and eventually ended up playing the piano, which was a crazy story because I didn't want to play the piano. Um, I, I didn't think I could. And my mom actually raised up a church in a community that needed a keyboardist for praise and worship. Ooh. I looked at me one day and said, you're going to play there. And I was like, listen, I can't play this. <laughs> what are you speaking about, woman? She said, you're going to play. If you know my mom, my mom doesn't take no for an answer, especially not after nine months in her belly and raising him. <laughs> You can't tell mommy. No. Mommy's like, you're going to play this. So learn the instrument and go. Brother, she threw me out there. I sounded horrible. I sounded like wow. trash for quite a time. And it was very hard. But eventually, I, I embraced the challenge as an opportunity to learn something new. 
And so it became my passion after a while. I fell in love with instruments and just, you know, began to practice more. I'm still not like professional or whatever, but you know, I've been learning and I've been I've been practicing and I've been yes. learning. And then like songwriting came in the mix along the way from about nine, ten there about I started out by actually hearing songs being played, yeah. secular songs and changing the words. So I'd hear them playing dance or something, I'd substitute the words for like gospel lyrics and and so I started like, oh, this thing is a vibe. And then the Lord started to my spirit. And that became a thing. I was always a reader from childhood. And so writing came naturally to me. Reading and writing. Yes. I mean, not just writing like, you know, alphabet, like writing stories or writing um, articles or stuff. Really was a thing that I enjoyed. I found a passion in. And so the different things along my journey just kind of added themselves together. But it was really the hand of the Lord. I recognized now. It was really the hand of the Lord stringing together yes. different aspects of my purpose and my personality. Things that I didn't even realize. Because, I mean, if you asked me years ago, I wouldn't have been able to tell you because I couldn't yes. have foreseen it. But, like, a fully for different journeys and stories along the way have led me to be, you know, who I am today. I'm also a law student, which is also a whole other thing. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's we, I think we have somewhat similar path. I mean, the beauty, I feel like the beauty of that whole journey for me is that I, it taught me something very valuable. Like, hey, listen, there are circumstances in life that will place a demand on you for yeah. a skill that you may not possess at the moment. But if you're persistent, if you have the grit, if you have the discipline, you can adapt, you can evolve, you can augment onto yourself yes. like additional skills, learn new information, learn new styles or approaches or... Um, different skills as i said before and you can take that to that circumstance and make a difference because like no i play piano i, ha- I teach piano um and, awesome. and so that's a whole thing but if i didn't embrace the challenging opportunity at the time it didn't look like an opportunity it looked like a yes. challenge that's it looked true. like a chore it felt like a chore it wasn't pleasant i didn't enjoy it i didn't know what i was doing yeah, but if I, I ran away from it i wouldn't have ever grown you know what i mean um, and recently on Twitter, I was, I used Twitter a lot, I was posting and I posted that, yo, comfort never created anything that lasted. Like, if you stay, you will never really to evolve or adapt or grow, really. When you think about it, discomfort and adversity and challenging situations that pull up on you for, you know, greater. And so, I mean, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm sure that you're grateful. Like yes, I was. So that's what I am <laughs> quite grateful. So, in this whole creative journey towards creativity and building and developing, were you always this confident about it? Nope, not at all. Absolutely not. And I mean, people who are closest to me will tell you, I, I mean, they'll tell you that I'm not, even though, not always confident. And and I mean, the reason, there are a lot of reasons, but let me start from the first part. Yes. I was not always this confident about it because I came later into an appreciation of my identity as a creative. It wasn't oh. something new from the start. It wasn't even something that my parents really pushed onto me. You know, some people, yeah. um, like my partner, for example, she's a singer-songwriter as well. She, she's a creative, but she was born into a family where from day one, they were like, this is your singer and your voice is amazing and you're going to do great things with your voice. Yes. I didn't have that. My parents were believers and things, but they never ever like really pushed the creative spark that much. Outside of like church thing, like praise and worship, 
go and do the prison worship. worship. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Go and do the prison worship. Um, <laughs> and so I didn't really consider myself a creative until the Lord began to do a different series of stuff, including placing some person strategically in my life to speak into me and to make it very clear to me. Yes. And then through his word and then just through some personal journeys began to make it clear to me that, hey, this is actually who you are. Yes. And then, I mean, the journey of identity, I think, is a lifelong journey. I don't think anybody, let me not yeah. speak to everybody, but I think I can say I have a hundred percent of my identity and I'm, you know, I'm hundred percent there. I'm on a journey there. And so, like, if I'm at 50 then, I have yes. 50% of confidence. I'm confident in some of my skill sets. I'm confident in some of um, the aspects of who I am as a creative. But there's some that I really am not so confident in because I'm still, like, learning them. And the Lord is still teaching me. Yes. So, yeah, it definitely didn't start out that way. And the confidence I have right now is a product of seeing the grace and mercy and favor of the Lord in response to me being obedient as a creative. Yeah. And just also, like, some of the reviews that like hearing from people who have been blessed or ministered to and hearing them say, hey, you know, this song blessed me or hey, you know, you ministered at my church and my life was transformed or, and which is not me, it's God, you understand? And God gets all the glory, but there's a confidence that comes with, okay, so I guess I am a vessel, I guess I am a pipe that, you know, the Lord yeah. can flow to bless people for real for you because they're saying this is what their experience was, you know? So, yeah. That's true because I believe the whole confidence thing comes when we find our identity when we're confident in whatever god's will is especially and whatever god has directed us in and so the confidence yeah. comes from there when we find it through god and that's the whole thing that's why the question that we have is why do we need confidence which confidence in god but confidence why yeah. do we need it and then the answer for this week is for creativity and so so the whole thing about is i believe that when we for sure if we have god for them to know that through god we do this to his will and the bible says that we are that he has created us to do, do good works yeah so yeah. What, what happens when you feel like you have just created something great or great to you and you feel like it's not good enough has god ever <laughs> ever talked to you in that point that in that moment let me tell you what always happens what what seems to always happen is i create the thing um and for me as a creative as i said because i'm on a journey of really yes coming into full identity and coming into my full god credence i won't pretend i'm like a hundred percent there Yes. But what happens a lot of the time is one or two things. One, I create the thing and I don't feel like it's really that good. Yeah. I'm like, boy. I mean, this have a vibe, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, the song might have a vibe or the poem may have an article vibe or I might write the article and be like, hey, I think this could, you know, this could be good to somebody somewhere, you know, or whatever. I do the video and I'm like, oh, you know, basic point, but, you know, it's whatever. But then what happens is, somebody gets touched by it. It's always this wobbling for me, this waffling between yes. doing the thing in terms of creating it and doing the thing in terms of releasing it to the public. There's always a little fight in my soul in that little, in that little space because I'm always like, oh, I don't feel like this is good enough. I don't feel like this has all it needs to have. I don't feel like this is on the standard I want it to be of. I'm looking into the world and I'm a purveyor of creativity. So I'm watching other people's series. I'm looking out there, reading other people's books and stuff. And I'm like, I don't really feel like my thing is that good, but I'm going to obey God and release it because yes. I know for sure it was a command of his to do the thing. 
And um, when it is done and when it is released, what really speaks to me and how God really ministers to me and, and boosts my confidence is people saying, yo, bro, like the other day, I did a little home recording in my living room and Corona just started. It was in February or March somewhere there and Corona did just start and it was crazy, crazy, crazy. We're not really understanding what it was. And yeah. I, I, I was dealing with some personal journeys, was working full time at the time, managing financial strain and like personal stuff with school and just everything. And I mean, in that space, the Lord spoke to me very clearly because almost all my songs flow from a place of like a conversation yeah. with God and I. Either God speaking to me about something or me and God are reasonable about something. And so God was talking to my heart and ministering to me about it, putting my trust in Him. And I wrote a song about it. Just, just me and the Lord. I was writing for anybody, but just talking to the Lord. I would just, would just like vibe, and the song came. And I was like, "Yo, this song is, this song is blessing me." And I was like, "I feel like this song could bless somebody." And just like on a whim, yes. I just set up my little home mic that I used to like make demo tracks. I like half, half the piece of mic and put it up to the laptop and the keyboard and like try to tongue out a little thing. And I did a little thing to rough sketch, but it was really a demo yeah. track that was sent to my producer to work on an actual track with actual musicians and actual music. But then when I did it, I was like, you know, I just feel like this is a personal, it's a devotional vibe. I'm just going to share this for like probably 24 hours. Let somebody yeah. be finished by the message of it and then I pull it and Take just it like, down. yeah. And bro, when I did it, I mean, quite a few people. Even when the Lord speaks clearly to me, I still have to fight the voices of those in my own mind. And yes. be like, all right, God, I have to trust you and do this thing in obedience to you. And then the Lord ministers through the thing, and then my confidence is built by uh, hearing the testimonials of people saying, "Listen, this thing blessed me." Awesome! What a yeah. way God has to just pour in. He is yeah. awesome. I love that. Yeah, bro. And so, even for I can share with the same sentiment of creating even this podcast. I was like, oh, Lord, because <laughs> I have a half dead mic too to use for my podcast <laughs> and so when when i was digging it up and i'm just like all right let's roll yeah i was like when i finished and i'm like oh i hate how this sounds yeah <laughs> I just, just it, bro. <laughs> oh man and then my friend said yo just just send it out send it yeah. out and see just do the thing and i mean i just want to like, make a quick note for like your audience and like everybody yeah. One of the biggest lessons God has been teaching me is just do the thing. Just do it. Just do the thing. Because listen, we read about the parable of the talent, for example, and we, yeah. and we miss it. And we miss it. Like, in Ooh. these things, the Lord has said, yo, you have a half-dead mic. You have the ability to do a podcast to bless people. I would have you do this thing so that I can breathe upon it. I am not going to give you a dynamic mic or a condenser microphone until you start with what you yeah. have. Yeah, and that has been something that God has been hitting me with because I'm the guy who's like, listen, I don't want to know until I have all I need and Same. I want the game, want the tech, and the right sound and the right background and blah, blah 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 blah. And God is like, that's not how it works. You're gonna start where you are. You're gonna prove to me you're faithful where you are because yes. here what faithfulness and excellence will not come from the gear you have. It will not come from the external equipment. It will come from internally cultivated disciplines and tendencies and attitudes those need to be developed and cultivated in us regardless of what we have externally as tech or equipment or gear so god is like prove to me that you have what it takes to manage the great 
things, the great equipment, the things yes. you want badly. From this, use the half dead mic, prove to me saying what I do. And then I'm going to breathe upon that faithfulness and I'm going to multiply it on piano. And I've watched God do that so many times. When I just started playing piano, I didn't even own a, a piano. Yes. I played a little funky, funky quartz piano at my mommy. <laughs> And then, I mean, I had to borrow it from time to time just to practice. Bro, I cried out to God for a number of years for a piano because I mean, used to be going to events. I remember going to concerts and having to ask to borrow. Keyboard, bro, listen. Wow. Bro, like asking to borrow a keyboard or even worse, you go to the, you go to the event without a keys and then you go on the stage and you say, like, a keys, I take up in court, try to <laughs> roll and phantom, and you're like, hey, you know, Yamaha, ESR, or whatever. And I say, hey, you can just. You can understand when we just play for the city and then you and then kind of get like a side eye with music. Yeah, yeah okay, you know, because they don't want you to use this stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I had, I had to prove my faithfulness there. If I wasn't willing to do that, it's a humbling process, you know? It is a super humbling process, bro. Like, you have to come right down to nothing. And then, if, but the Lord teaches you so many invaluable lessons through that yeah. journey. And it wasn't until about a year and a little bit ago, I really like, Lord, you know, said, I really come in a season now where I embrace this musical gifting and I really want to write a lot more and I want to produce a lot more. Yes. Branching into production, I've had a huge interest in production for a number of years and that, that I need a piano. And the Lord has provided a, a Yamaha Modi X6 for me three Oof, years ago. Nice. And I was like, whoa. But God is like, bro, if you didn't start, I couldn't do this. Your obedience yes. releases my hand. That's true. Amen. Yeah. yeah. The new game. All right, Victor, so share with us some of these scriptures that would stay with you and especially bring your God friends alive. All right. Um... The one that really stands out very prominently in my mind right now is actually two chapters from Genesis. Yeah. Uh, because I'm reading through Genesis now and God has just been doing an awesome, awesome thing of like really drilling deep and like encouraging yes. my heart, you know, from that, that book. And it's Genesis chapter 16 and Genesis chapter 21. Now, those two chapters deal with the story of Hagar, the slave of Sarah. Yes. Um, and, and like this story is literally, very, very literally, um, a life-changing story for me. It's something that I've read from my childhood, would have heard preached a million times in church. But it was in this year, 2020, that the Lord really put it down and began to buy the Holy Spirit divinely teach me what he was trying to say to me as a creative and I want to read it with like anybody listening um, and it really boils down to like two words and it's a divine name of God called Eroi E-L-R-O-I Eroi and what that name of God is in Hebrew it is God who sees me mm. I mean just to sum up the story really quickly I wrote an article on this for, for um, Christian today that was actually my first article I did for them I wrote yes. it on the it had impacted me so profoundly. Um, Hagar is a slave of Sarah. As we know, Sarah yes. and Abraham have received the promise from the Lord that they're going to have a son. Sarah is getting old. Abraham is, is old. Um, they are beyond the childbearing years and they are beginning to doubt regarding the promise. 
Sarah says to Abraham, hey, listen, Eastern custom is any offspring of my slave is reckoned as my property, belongs to me. Yes. So Sarah says to Abraham, listen, go and lay with Hagar, produce a child, we can get the promised child, we're going to try and help God out. And mm-hmm. that will be the child for me, basically. Because when I get old, this God thing that you look at that work out, our God prudence is done, and at this point, we're a bit frustrated and impatient. Yes. Abraham listens to the voice of his wife, lays with Hagar. She is impregnated, and after that happens, Hagar begins to scorn Sarah because she's able to be pregnant. Um, Sarah doesn't appear to be able to. So, I mean, like in Jamaican language, Hagar is like, Gwe, you know, my can read y'all. So, she begins to scorn her and treat her you know, disrespectfully. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly what she says, but the Bible does say that, you know. Hagar begins to scorn her mistress. Long and short, Sarah, like a regular Jamaican woman, would in her estrogen farm, is like this. <laughs> well, girl, after me, you're going to make my husband go sleep with you. You come and hype up yourself. <laughs> and so he, he becomes very, very antagonistic towards Hagar. Begins to persecute her, begins to mistreat her, the Bible says. Abraham yes. sees Sarah's complaining to Abraham as if it is false. Look what you have done. You've gone and laid with my, my, my slave servant. And now she is treating me like crap. And Abraham is like, sis, I didn't ask to do this though. You asked me to sleep with her and I did. And now she's yes. pregnant. What did you think? You asked for this. Anyway, Abraham turns to God after Sarah turns to him. And God is like, do whatever she said. And Sarah decides to send Hagar away. They send woman into the wilderness. And it is in the wilderness that she's off by herself and she has two encounters of a similar nature with the Lord. she actually ran away the first time and God sent her back it was the second mm-hmm. time in Genesis 21 where Sarah sent her away so there are two different encounters one time she runs away the first time in Genesis 16 the second time she sent away but in both she encounters God and in the Hebrew God reveals himself to Hagar as El Roy the God who sees her God says to her listen I see you in the wilderness i see it in this dry place i see it without any friends any family any support any resources um and i'm going to make sure that you're okay and that the encouragement i want to give to any creative is that over this year it has been one of the most disruptive years in human history in so many yes. ways and i mean i'm sure we can all agree to that that regardless of whether it's been easy journeying through or it's been difficult it's been a disruptive year in one way or another and so like for me, I realize that as a creative, one of the biggest things is God has just assured me that he sees me. He sees the, the tireless practice at times. He sees the doubt at times. He sees the, the, the times of insecurity regarding my own gift, my own voice, my own writing style, my own sound, my own music. He sees it all. And that applies for every single creative that God sees you in your in your space in your creative space and so i want to encourage people that listen man even if it is that the world doesn't see you everybody might not see everybody might not notice a gift or notice a sound everybody might not read the articles they might not have 10 million people subscribe to your youtube channel or whatever but god sees you and ultimately if your if your objective in doing this creative thing is to please god your audience has been reached your audience has been reached if your objective is to make God happy. He sees you. Um, because oftentimes in this journey, because people aren't noticing us, we start to feel like God now notice us. And that's not true. He sees us. And so like I want to encourage people from Genesis 16 and 21, that as creatives, whatever it is that you do, if you're even listening to this podcast and you're not a creative, but you're just a believer, or even an unbeliever, 
God sees you. He is the God who sees. And I mean, it's been over this year that God has really revealed himself to me in that way. Had Hagar not ended up in the wilderness alone and destitute, uh, God would not have been able to reveal himself to her as the God who sees her. He couldn't do it while she was comfortable in her mistress's house. As That's true. He couldn't have. He couldn't have. Not, surround, not when you're surrounded by comfort, not when you're surrounded by friends and fans and supporters and everything that you need. Yeah. It is that God reveals himself in that way. It is when you are alone in the dryness of the desert that God is at you. I see. Um, yeah. And I'm going to make sure you're okay. So I want to encourage every creative, even if it is that you you are looking forward to like events or you know, you, you're not experiencing the channel growth that you want or you don't have the equipment that you wanted to have to get your stuff done god sees you and so like the practical application of that is also not just have confidence in god because you know he sees you be reminded of that fact but also just realize that yo keep doing the thing keep doing the thing don't stop doing the thing if it's writing if it's singing if it's playing if it's practicing if it's praying whatever it is keep doing the thing because god sees you and don't be discouraged Awesome. You were ministering to me a while ago. Bless up, bro. Bless up. Bless up, man. So do you have a quote or anything of that sort to leave with us? Just um one that I can just make right now. Quick. Sharp one. <laughs> you know, you put me on the spot. And it's always when people put me on the spot like this, like all the quotes fly out of my head. <laughs> you know? Um this is one for me. So regardless of the tide of the world. I'll focus on serving people. If people notice me while I'm helping others, then great. But their attention will never be my pursuit. That's something that, you know, was an original quote that came out of uh, just reflections in the Lord. Um, just really checking my motives for what I'm doing creatively and, and ministry-wise. Make sure it is to serve and love people and love God and, and be obedient to God. Never. Uh, it must be that the pursuit or the objective of what we do is for attention, acclaim, fame, and award, recognition, any of that crap. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. It was an honor to have you on the podcast today. I enjoyed it. This was a Bless great up, bro. I did as well. <laughs> I could talk for hours, but <laughs> we could. We like, really could. Really, really could. Trust sure. me. Really right. enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's been an honor just being on your podcast. Really want to yes, thank man. you for you know having me here, and it, it definitely blessed and encouraged me just having the conversations and talking through the stuff I did. So yeah, man, definitely appreciate it, bro. Thank you very much, and I, I believe we'll have more to come. So yeah, looking forward to it, man. Blessings. Alright, so and that was Mr. Victor Brown, a creative. Please check out his content on IG at Victor Brown dot music and check everything that he has his podcast his youtube channel just check him out you'll be blessed thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of godfidence it's all within you i'm looking forward to hearing your questions your answers to my questions and your comments Set your reminders to drop in next week. You might even hear your answer, your question, or your comment being addressed by me, your host, Will Inspires, or a special guest. Please tune in with me every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Remember, let's not just have confidence, but 
God.